What's up, assholes? Holy shit, man, it actually worked! We made it to the past! Wait, what do you mean the past? Are you... are you future me? Yes, we're future you! And we've come back from the future to stop you from doing horrible things! Like... like what kind of horrible things? Well, for starters, you accidentally called 30 days a night, 50 days a night, three times in the first chiller filler! Dude, dude, we already... we already aired that. That went out today. Son of a bitch! Wait! That means you haven't done the live event yet. We can stop that travesty. There's something bad happens at the, the live event at Poor Brothers? If you want to say Brandon accidentally hanging dong live in front of the whole audience, then yes, something bad happens. Wait, Brandon hung dong at Poor Brothers Brewery live? Yes, Brandon hung dong at Poor Brothers Brewery live. On July 1st, he accidentally slips, not wearing underwear, hangs dong in front of everybody. We gotta stop that from happening. Will the boys save the future? Can they stop Brandon from hanging dong? Find out at the United States of Paranormal Live, July 1st at Poor Brothers Brewery in Beaumont, Texas at 7 p.m. When I'm thirsty, I reach for an ice-cold Coca-Cola. That's not even a Coca-Cola! Shut the fuck up! It's an ad read! <laughs> Hey there, travelers. You look beat. Come in, take a seat while I tell you about a creepy chocolatey treat that's guaranteed to drive the ghouls crazy. With its spine-chilling filling, the all-new United States of Paranormal Welcome back, all you wayward listeners, to the United States of Paranormal podcast. And that's right, you heard right. This week, it is a chiller filler episode where you get back together with Team Tejas to discuss our ever-changing views on the paranormal, and the different kind of spooky content we've, uh, you know, soaked in over the last few weeks and everything. You got me, Logan, and sitting right next to me is Matt Frisbee. Hey, Matt. Oh, I'm sorry. Last time I spoke, you yelled at me. <laughs> What's up, everybody? And then to next to Matt is Bose. How's it going, Bose? Could be better. See, there's that low fucking... His tone changes every time he sits <laughs> in front of the fucking mic. See, but... This has been an improvement. Suddenly, it could be better instead of, I just want to die. <laughs> uh, but see, now we're circling back around to it, us talking about it. So technically, it's same old, same old. Uh, how has everybody's week been, Matt? How was your week? Uh, I certainly can't complain. It's uh, pretty busy around my house, but it's never not. So uh, same old, I guess. Same old. All right. Brandon, how was your week? Well, I sprained my ankle and was able to get out three days of work, so that was an improvement. Are those That's... paid days of work? Hmm? Are they paid days of work? Yeah, I got that PTO, baby. There you go. That's why uh, it could be better instead of, I was crying in my van <laughs> this week. He was just crying in his house. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my week's been pretty chill, too. Uh, it's... It's a little convoluted, like, because the timeline and how we have backlog and everything, but we just released our prelude episode this week. So yeah. it's out there. Everybody's being listened to and everything. It's pretty could have been pretty cool hearing people react and tell us about what they think. Absolutely. Ironically, about an episode where we do something like this, where we're just going to be sitting around talking about. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's done. More people have seen it than I could have hoped would actually watch a first episode. And it's only going to grow, baby. Yeah. It's going to keep going. We're only a few days down. Yeah. So I'm really excited about that. Uh, everything's going great. We're getting some uh, 
we're getting some cool designs out there, some really neat merch designs. And I said, we're, and then also every one of us are diving more and more into uh, neat paranormal stuff. It's something I've always delved into, but I know it's newer stuff for both of you and you're learning more and more every week. So, I mean, that's got to be a pretty neat feeling. Yeah. No, um, like I said, I've always been a horror fan, but this is the first time I've ever actually started delving into real horror stories. So it's uh, been a very interesting, um, you know, uh, period. Makes uh, stepping outside at night or walking into a dark room very different. than. A- On that note, I shit you not. I've, I've wanted to talk to both of you about this so bad since <laughs> this has happened, but I've kept it quiet so we could talk about it on the podcast. Okay. So the other night, me and Kayla, we Friday night we went to bed kind of kind of early. Uh, it was just it was a long week. I'm just kind of tired. Uh, so we were laying in bed around like 10:45, 11 o'clock at night, and we're looking at uh, HBO Max and trying to pick out like I found a list of horror movies, and I was like, which one is it? And after we sit there, and I go to her into helping me pick one, finally we settled on the 1970. I want to say 78, uh, uh, Amityville Horror. Okay. The, the original, yeah, the one yeah. that Ryan Reynolds movie was made after, right? Uh, and we sit down and we start watching it. And uh, fun fact, that movie, you don't see a ghost once. At the most, you see a superimposed dog-looking head at one point in a window and two red eyes that are unhumanly far apart in a window. That is it. <laughs> that is it. You don't see a single ghost that whole movie. But we're sitting there and we're probably like a good... It's a for 1978, that's a two-hour-long movie. Uh, well, you got to think of the period of the time. Like uh, back then, any type type of drama or horror film was it was a lot longer than what we really see today. Um, but uh, we're, I swear on 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 my life, we're sitting there in bed, like halfway through this movie, and I start hearing what sounds like a fucked-off nursery rhyme. And I'm like, what the fuck is that? And then I start hearing what sounds like a baby and a cat almost making a noise. Like, it just sounds distorted. Like a baby crying, but distorted. Uh-huh. And I'm like, what is that? And so I pause the movie thinking for a brief second, like, maybe it's the movie. And I pause it, and it, it stops, and then it starts back up again. And I'm like, I'm like, what the fuck? And then I go to get up, and I stop myself. And I was like, I legitimately always say when this shit happens, I'm not going to be the motherfucker that gets up. And goes and looks. I was like, I don't want to. So I hesitated. Like, you could ask Kayla. Like, I got up, and then I sat down. And I got up, and I just turned on all the lights in the living room and walked out. And it is this, it is coming from a baby doll. The girls have their toy corner. Uh And it is a baby doll that hasn't been played with in forever, buried underneath all the stuff, undisturbed, just going off. And it stopped. By the time I got out in the hallway, it it stopped. Uh And then Kayla's like, I think I know which one that could be making that noise. And it's this silly-looking, big-headed baby. And then, sure enough, I pick it up. And me picking it up and moving the stuff off it doesn't make it make noise. But I pick it up, and I push the button. And sure enough, it makes the weird, distorted baby crying noise and the music. So I know it's this one. Uh-huh. And I'm just like, nope. I walked it to the front door. I opened the fucking front door. <laughs> I tossed it out on the fucking balcony and locked the fucking door. <laughs> Now it stays out. It's still outside. It's in fucking Kyle's cooler from Renaissance Festival. It's uh-huh. left on my balcony. It is in there, and it's just staying there. And well, May May walked outside. See, and she's like, "Why is the baby outside?" I was like, "The baby's broken. The baby's staying outside." 
Yeah, until dude. you get home and you find it sitting on your counter or something. Dude, I tell you what, it fucking it stopped my heart. Like it just legitimately, <laughs> I was like, no, because like like it and it sounds silly like to talk about, it, especially since the nature of our podcast. Like we're like, oh, we're plugging the paranormal. We're not, but like it's just like that happened, and then like three days in a row, the girls on a shelf in their room that they cannot reach. Mm-hmm specifically there so they can't reach it so they can't get to it they have one of those little lights that you turn on it shows the constellations mm-hmm. it's shaped like a cylinder and has a cap you put on top that also has a constellation on it now this thing doesn't rotate or nothing so it has no movement to it it just shines the lights right mm-hmm. well that cap comes off so you can replace the light bulb three days in a row i've come in there to you know walk in the i walk in there in the morning to turn it off and everything or at night i turn it on the cap is off and it's a cap that you have to sit down and like push down is off into the side uh-huh. three days in a row of me having to take this cap and put it back on and like i i think she noticed because i was like i was befuddled i kept staring at it and i was like i was like how how is this moving because they can't reach it they can't get to it mm-hmm. it is it is like head height with me and they're itty bitty it's a four-year-old and a almost three-year-old mm-hmm. and like so i'm just like it's sitting in the back of my head i'm just like what is how is this happening? It's 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 sealed on. The fucking AC vent's not gonna lift it up and move it a little bit and just leave it there. Just like what's just stuff like that just resonates with you more. I've always been a paranormal person, but the fact that in my mind I feel like I'm welcoming it more into my life by discussing it so much more. Well, that was certainly a thought that I had. It's like how much might this stimulate any kind of Energy? activity or behavior? Uh, I will say today, while I was put my son down for a nap, and I was in the living room watching an episode of Ghost Adventures, first episode I've ever watched, actually. And while I was watching it, I heard a loud bang. I couldn't tell if this came from inside the house or outside the house, but I heard it. My dog heard it. Looked up. Didn't. It, it caught my dog's attention, and. It woke my kid up, and I saw him sit. I, I had the baby monitor. I have a video baby baby monitor with me, and I looked. And then uh, after it happened, I saw him sit up in his bed and look around, like he was trying to figure out what had happened as well. And I couldn't place. Nothing had fallen in the house. Didn't look like anything was going on outside. Well, the wind today was uh, the wind was high. the wind was blowing pretty hard, which did lead to a few instances of my front door making weird noises. Yeah, but this was like. This could have been something falling in the house, or it could have been a car hitting something outside type of bang. It was a loud bang. Regardless. I it, could it, not locate it. Regardless, it hits you different. Oh, yeah, exactly. You know? yeah. Now, like like I said, with me, the baby doll and the fucking thing just happening, like, r- the same area of time just, like, makes me, like, second-guess things every now and then. It's just because, like, it's... The baby doll can be explained. Like, stuff like that malfunctions and stuff. Oh, just yeah. The thing that's sitting with me the weirdest is that fucking lid just moving. Yeah. I'm no stranger to oversensitive toys triggering. Oh, yeah. No. Uh, one of my tr- most traumatized memories of being a kid is, do you guys, uh, what was his name? Uh, there was a, fuck, I'm trying to remember what it was, but there was a bear uh, when we were a kid. Not Teddy Roxman or anything, but he was like a hillbilly bear. That had like frizzy hair and overalls. I know who you're like, talking about. Had the, like the hay. Yeah, and you'd like shake him and stuff, and you go like ooh and stuff like that, right? Uh, I cannot remember the name of it to save my life. Uh, but when I lived in Indiana, I had those a bunk bed that had no bottom bed, just a top bunk, uh-huh. and uh, it was on the floor. And I'm laying in bed as a kid, and I woke up to the sounds of him talking. <laughs> and then his talk. I'm like, okay, whatever. And his talking gets faster, 
and faster and faster towards the incoherent like and like i just start screaming because i'm fucking horrified and it turns out our pug bobby had walked into the room and pissed on it <laughs> but still like it didn't matter that i was given a reason like why it happened i no longer liked that thing it's bubba yeah his name was bubba and i was like i'm not i fucking hate it and now every time i see one i'm just like Ugh. yeah my my son has two toys one is a dump truck only two toys <laughs> spoiling. that's more than i got when i was a kid but uh he's got this dump truck that it just goes off randomly throughout the day and the night so we have to make sure we turn that off uh and then he's got a little ball toy that used to you'd push a button on it it play music and it would roll itself around now my that's son likes to throw that thing so it doesn't do that anymore but it will randomly turn on as well and uh when that wakes you up 3 a.m from a dead sleep it's horrible yeah <laughs> it is awful i just uh, like i said it just uh like i said some of it can be explained away the the funniest thing is is the talking the creepier thing the talking toy is not what's sitting with me like i said it's that lid that is like sitting in the back of my head living rent free i just keep thinking about like what the fuck is why is it moving you know <laughs> But that's just me. Uh, we also, uh, it's like I said, it's funny because we just released that episode where we talk about it and we mentioned Hill House. Mm-hmm. We did get together and we consumed the first two episodes of Hill House. Uh, I know one of you was completely uh, there mentally and physically, <laughs> and the other one of you might have been not so much. So you might not remember as much, Bose. No, I remember. I remember quite a bit. But I mean, we can talk about it since we've said that yeah. we consumed it. Like uh, also on top of, before I move past it, the old Amityville movie was good. Acting was good. I mean, some of the actors f- phoned it in, but looks solid. I'd How recommend it. How was the it. pacing? It was actually pretty good. Uh, it like I said a lot. You could see heavily like what exactly they verbatim took for Ryan Reynolds' movie. Yeah. But like, there's just it was a lot more strung out, and I think they covered the dad slowly losing it a lot better. It was a lot more progressive yeah, instead I, of a lot more abrupt. With, like with some of the older horror movies I've seen, I think the last old movie I saw was the original. Uh, oh, what what movie is that? Um, it's kind of a zombie film, but not really a zombie film. Uh, something leaks into a water supply at the crazies. I watched the original crazies. That pacing on that movie's ass. And that movie was, it was, I couldn't like, it's just so boring. Yeah. No, the, the pacing on the original crazy is pretty, yeah. pretty horrible. Have you seen the newer version of the crazy? Yeah. Yeah. See, yeah. That pacing is not. That's what led me to, this is actually years ago. This is actually around the time that the newer version of the crazies came out. And after watching it, I went to watch the original film and it was, I couldn't finish it. It was so, I, I would slow. say the Amityville one is very, is, is watchable. I, okay. I mean, I, it was long, but I mean, it, like I said, I think it covered the the slow, like the descent into like nutbag for the dad a lot better because it was a lot more gradual. It made him a lot more likable because Ryan Reynolds' character in it was likable at first, but he slipped into the aggressiveness really quick compared to the dad in the original movie. Yeah. And some of that could have been uh, simply just clips lost in editing. Well, yeah, but in timing. I mean, I'm the, the newer movie is way shorter than the other one. Yeah. yeah, but like I said, I, I it's, they're both very watchable. Yeah, it's, it's really interesting with older movies like uh, the original Alien, the Ridley Scott Alien yeah. movies. Uh, the director cut I think is completely unwatchable because it adds like fifteen twenty minutes and it completely ruins the pacing of the film. Yeah, that's that's not, not to not to get branched too far off of like uh, paranormal and horror, but man, yeah, 
around the 80s pacing was a big problem with a lot of films that's actually why i i can't even i have a trouble watching even the original star wars trilogy because uh, i feel the pacing's too slow in those films a lot of the older romero movies had pacing issues too like your well, night of the living dead your day of the De- living dead and dawn of the dead had really because like you got to think we we got the remake of dawn of the dead which I'd consider one of the best zombie movies, except for there's there's scenes in that movie that could be completely cut and would make it the perfect zombie movie. The baby scene oh, in that yeah, dawn of that movie, yeah. that whole thing could be removed from that movie, and the movie would not suffer for it. Uh, it was unnecessary. Okay. But uh, like those original Romero movies had extremely slow pacing. Dawn of the the original Dawn of the Dead was really well, bad about and, it because you got to think of the history of films, uh, especially this was coming right after westerns and samurai flicks, which you know consider golden age of cinema those movies in particular were very slow paced and that's how directors were taught the film yeah well, um so it's not necessarily a problem it's just for the time that well, was what I, was I, I certainly would never argue it's a problem with 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 it like it as a product as a whole but it it's more of a problem of my interest in watching it because yeah. of course we're all products of a different era of filmmaking and pacing yeah we're used to things coming at us a lot and, faster yeah and when you're talking about the horror film like that's where it really yeah it hurts it i feel like romero was really bad about that though because like he always he always dives into he's he's always in his zombie movies he's always had unnecessary scenes that don't really add a whole lot it was almost like he did it because he could do it type thing like in the original dawn of the dead there's a whole there he's he's really bad about montages in that movie if you notice and it's like i think they even in the newer one they kind of do like a, a nod to it because they do the montage of them and, like and just chilling them all living yeah yeah but like in that one they did a montage of all the bikers just chilling and fucking up them all and they also did a montage of this and that in the original dawn of that and just yeah. like stuff that really doesn't build anything other than romero was like i don't know i'd like to see a biker ride his motorcycle down the escalator and then uh <laughs> jokingly push some zombies and it's just like it doesn't add to it it doesn't paste anything but i mean that's his thing but he's also he was always really about the slow burn zombie movies too because his stuff always focused on the issues of humans as oh, much yeah. as well the, his movies made political oh, yeah. statements oh yeah especially uh, the original night of living dead like it covered oh, yeah. racism and everything like that but like the main character survived everything only to be killed by racist pricks you know yeah, yeah well I, that's something i've always liked about zombie franchises on the whole is that once you get past dealing with slow zombies once you get past the culture shock of how it changes life it always goes back to your biggest problem is how other living humans act in an apocalyptic setting. oh yeah well that circles back to our our second episode the the andrews family Oh, the yeah. the scariest monster out there in that story was a fucking human being, and that's no difference with that. But I mean, that you talking about that is a good is a good topic all on its own. The difference between first and foremost, zombie movies are very fucking hit and miss. That's either real. It's almost like there's no medium, you know. There, it's either really good, yeah. or it's yeah. fucking horrible. Sometimes you end up with a Dawn of the Dead. Sometimes you end up with a Land of the Dead. Listen, listen, <laughs> Land of the Dead is an awesome movie. <laughs> I don't care what you say. Like, you got fucking... I always butcher his name. I love him as an actor. John Lazamo? John Way Lazamo? How do you pronounce it? John Lazamo? He, he voiced Bruno. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. He also voiced Luigi. <laughs> Luigi <Yeah>. Mario. <laughs> 
Uh, I don't. I don't recall how to. I always book, fucking butcher his name, but he's in it. He plays an awesome shithead. Uh, you got the you got homeboy from uh, the Mist, the guy that also plays the vegan cop in Scott Pilgrim. Yeah, is the main char- the main badass. He's great. You got just you got great characters. Okay, but a good cast. But also, but no, but no, it's like it was a good zombie movie. Oh, you also got to think about it. I it just hit me. John Lazama's in there, right? Luigi Mario. Uh-huh. The main douchebag bad guy is the guy that played Bowser in the fucking <laughs> Mario movie too. Yes, that's See, that's what we want to remember when watching a zombie flick. The, one of the yeah, shittiest yeah. movies of the eighties. But you I'm got the fact that uh, oh, I'm not even talking about. I'm talking about the remake. I'm guessing it was a remake. Uh, uh, the one where the zombies learn to fire weapons. Well, no, they learned that in Land of the Dead. Land of the Dead is a progressive, like, it's a progressive, like, they're, like, talking about, like, oh, the zombies retain memories and stuff. Because it opens with, uh... I never saw the original. No, this is, I'm talking about the the newer one. It opens with Bub the zombie. Yeah. Those assholes drive past the gas station and hit the the ding-ding that lets him know. And he walks out there instinctively from his brain... Grunting, uh, uh, and just has his gas pump that's not even connected to shit in his hand, and he's just like he looks out there, and there's no truck, and he looks fucking defeated. He's just upset, and he watches these assholes drive through his town. At this point, it is his town because all these zombies are just out there, like doing like the bare minimum of what their memories are. Yeah. You got the like band that's out there in the gazebo, like half-ass blowing in instruments. You got the cheerleader sitting beside the the fucking football field. And basically, they're minding their own business. And this fucking crew drives through there to go get materials. But they're not just going to get materials. They're having fun with it. They're fucking shooting zombies. And, like, basically, they're terrorizing their town. And, like, Bub gets pissed. You know? He puts his gas pump down. He's like, no, I'm done. And he starts walking in the direction they went. And that is the undoing of that that whole human community. Is that... They couldn't just go get their materials that the zombies weren't using. <laughs> they had to be shitheads to them and just hope that like in, that they wouldn't retain shit. And one of the most beautiful parts of that movie is once they all do everything, they ha- they they cross the water, which was the thing that kept the zombies away in the first place. Mm-hmm. You just have them all lined up in the water and all the zombies are following Bub and they all just look kind of confused and like, what are we going to do? And then he just takes that leap of faith and just w- falls into the water and the other zombies see him walk up the other side and they all follow him but the beautifulest part of that scene is like it gets to the last bad guys escaping with his money and everything and uh he's put a few rounds into bub because bub's just off in the background and the guy's screaming you had no right you had no right because he's pissed the zombies came and fucked up his home right well the reason bub's there is because they came and fucked up his home bub walks up to this car and the guy has no bullets left and he's laughing because bub can't do shit right Bubba looks to the left of him and sees that gas pump. And he picks it up. And when he picks it up, there's power to the place. The gas pump lights up and goes ding, ding. And the sheer look of joy in his face. And then he just jams it into the window of the car <laughs> and turns the gas on and leaves. And the guy, like, the, after he leaves, the guy gets out of his car because he got to. It's filling yeah. with gas, the fumes, and everything. He's like, oh, yeah, I'm good, I'm good. And then you just hear a grunt up the hill. And it's Bub. And he's like, oh. And he rolls a flaming barrel down the fucking hill and it fucking gets to that car and just explodes. And it's just, it's beautiful. It's just so good. 
It's, he gets his redemption. He gets to do his job that he wanted to do in the first place. I, I get the joy of it, but it's ridiculous. That's a great movie. That being said, though, a movie I did enjoy was... Uh, oh. I believe in you. Zombie movie? It is a zombie film, but it's a romantic comedy. Oh, you talking about the one with the, the Twilight zombies where they get their hearts beating back again? Yeah. Are you shitting on me? You just shit on Land of the Dead and you're going to go for warm bodies? Yeah. I did enjoy that, warm that, bodies. That whole premise is so goddamn flawed. First and foremost, these people are decrepit. They're missing arms. They haven't been alive for years. And love starts their heart beating again, and then they just go back to being normal humans. What about the missing arms or the bullet holes? They're just fine. <laughs> Not to mention, you're banging what was a corpse because she was like, oh, I love you. Like, first of all, homie ate your boyfriend. And second of all, he was a corpse. <laughs> he was a straight-ass corpse. But they, like, they came back to... Okay, they, you, that is no less ridiculous than Land of the everything that happened in Land of the Dead. You're comparing zombies getting their thought process back slightly, slightly being able to like get to memories to a corpse slightly, becoming a living human being again. He figured that that is more than slightly, especially to have the forethought to find a flaming barrel and push it down a hill. Man, he knows gas is flammable. Is his job, you know? That is just as ridiculous as their heartbeat starting. But that circles back to in my zombie films, like. If zombie has happened, I don't want remake Dawn of the Dead zombies. I don't want a zombie that can run. No, no. Absolutely not. Oh, God. So, and I also don't want Land of the Dead zombies. I don't want zombies that have so, any kind of coherent thought. Yeah. So I've been recently watching uh, Kingdom on Netflix, which is a, a feudal Japan zombie movie. And it is fucking terrifying how those zombies are. So they are runners. It's horrible. And this is a time period where they maybe have like a hundred muskets in the entire country. So their main weapon is like farm tools and swords for these zombies. And as soon as the zombies start infecting cities, like you see piles of zombies just jumping on one person, eating away and ripping out their guts. Nope. I don't want runners. I don't want thinkers. I yeah. want old Romero shamblers. That's all I want. And then I will try my best. If I have to deal with running zombies, I am so absolutely fucked. I can run scared for a while, but I'm going to run out of stamina. I imagine yeah, if compared a corpse to a can run, corpse, they're yeah, just going to no. keep going. You know, oh, The ones yeah. in the remake of The Dawn of the Dead were fucking no, horrifying. I was, I was in Los Angeles a couple weeks ago, and I decided I wanted to go check out the Griffith Observatory. I found a parking spot like halfway up the mountain. I still had to take three stops to like catch my breath before I could get to the top of that mountain. I'm fucked. <laughs> there are runners. Okay, well, well, we're on it real quick. Let me, like, uh, I know you guys don't have, like you said, like, I know you like horror stuff, and mm. you're, this is also dabble into sci-fi yeah. and stuff, but if you, if you had to name, like, let's, we're, like, creature, feature-esque type movies, like, like, top three, like, icon that you would think of, like, creature-wise, like, me, like, my favorite like vampire type movie would be uh 50 days a night okay because okay? those vampires in that uh -huh. are terrifying because one they're they're 
they travel in a pack, basically. You, you, have you ever seen it? No, I haven't. I've always wanted to watch it, but I never have. Yeah, because it's that one where they literally, these zombies think out. They're like, oh, or not zombies, these vampires think out. Like, there's a town. If we go to Alaska, these there's 50 days of nighttime. So they're like, why don't we go to Alaska? <laughs> and they start, like, they, the, the way it spreads is terrifying. The vampires, the way they move and act is terrifying because they're almost like, they're more like animals than humans uh-huh. at that point. I mean, they're still dressed and stuff, but like they, the way they communicate is like a screeching type noise. And like if their blood gets in, it's not like a oh they sucked my blood. It's if their blood gets in your blood, you're turning. That's uh, I mean that's that's common with a lot of uh, with several different vampire movie esque va- uh, vampires. I'm looking at Buffy the Vampire Slayer. You had to drink vampire blood in order to become a vampire. Yeah, and that's most vampire lore is like they have to drink of yours and you have to drink of theirs. Yeah, usually if yeah, well that's the Bram Stoker Bram lore. Yeah, usually if they drink of yours, you just become a thrall. Yeah, yeah. if they just keep tapping you for a while and then and yeah. don't give you none. Yeah. yeah, I mean, if you go back far enough, it had to be they had to drink yours, you had to drink theirs, and then they had to bury you yeah. type thing. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, like I would go like, if we're like, we're talking about like difference and kinds of creatures and everything. If I went to my favorite vampire movie, it'd be 50 days a night. If I went to my favorite zombie movie, I would go the remake of Donna then. Yeah. Uh, like I said, to me, it would be the perfect fucking movie. If it was not for the zombie baby movie part, the zombie part, the baby thing it always takes me out of it. I hate that scene. Yeah. It's useless. Uh, and then, I'm trying to think after that. If I went for like werewolf movie, I would go werewolf in London personally. Uh, yeah. If you asked me when I was a 12 year old boy, it would have been like Underworld. That movie was metal. <laughs> but no, oh, God, no. <laughs> yeah, the series that wouldn't die. Yeah, but like you just got. I'm not like I'm talking like your favorite version of a like well known creature feature type yeah like if i went with the main the trifecta like the main three like zombie vampires and werewolves that would be me 50 days a night i would recommend dawn of the dead and werewolf i don't think i have a where an option for werewolf that i've seen i don't even remember the name of this film but i think one of my favorite i remember things in the movie and i remember really enjoying the movie but there was a vampire film where vampires took over the world you're talking about daybreakers i think so yeah. No, wait, Daybreakers was that Netflix show. No, there was a Daybreakers movie. Yeah. And the, where like they like blood banks were a huge thing. Yeah. And stuff like and they, that. I yeah, eventually I don't think I've seen this. The the main characters develop a bullet that turns people human and they invade a main compound and their security force, like I said, they're all vampires. The security force uh comes to comes to stop them. And the guy shoots one of the guys in the security force. He turns human, and the other guys in the security force just jump. Jump his ass. That's <laughs> oh, wow. rough. I've never seen that. Because blood is becoming sparse in this world. Yeah, because they're trying to make synthetic blood because yeah. it's like humans are few and far between and everything because they didn't okay. fucking manage their resources very well. Yeah, and like the way the main character, or one of the main characters, uh, the way they dis- dis- discover this cure is one of the main characters is driving like over 100, uh, over 100 in a car and hits something flies out bursts in the flames and then hits the water and that combination of bursting in the flames from daylight and being submerged in water somehow yeah you're definitely talking about daybreakers yeah 100 daybreakers i remember really it's been a long time since i've seen it but i really i i remember really enjoying i've seen it once i would definitely go back and watch it yeah uh let's see other monster films um when it comes to like 
big time well known stuff. I don't I just I don't think I've I I've really watched that many films. I think a uh, good one for you with your with your job and like your involvement in media and everything uh-huh. is one of Romero's last few movies he did was Diary of the Dead. And that was film school and drama students. Uh and it was shot in a way to where like it was the handicam because that was the that's the big thing right yeah. then. But it was also media students so they would access security footage and everything because the main guy was like i'm gonna make this my project this is my movie i'm gonna document all this so he would get into like security footage if they went to a building and access it and clip it all together but like it is this these film school people and like audio engineers and theater nerds and they're all trying to get home to different places so they're on a bus and they're trying to go to this person's house to this person's house and it's just like it's shot very uniquely and then it ties into where it's almost like the event that's happening mm-hmm. is the event that happened in night of the living dead the original zombie event in the romero universe but they progressed it like it that event happened in a modern timeline uh-huh. mm-hmm. and everything and they even use footage from the original night of the living dead in there but it's like i said it's clipped together so like very odd like video engineering is like he's because he's taking footage from different cameras he has a professional camera and yeah. then he also finds handy cams and this kind of footage that's cool and he throws it all together and yeah, really check that one. out i will say uh i think a zombie film that i really uh would mo- pro- probably would put as one of my favorites uh quarantine you're talking about the one in the, the apartment building footage, and everything. Yeah. That one's that's that's pretty good one. That's pretty rough. That's one of those weird like rabies type zombies. Yeah, I never watched is. the sequel that was like an airplane. But it's, it's got some great. The first one was really good. The yeah. sequel, eh. I haven't seen the sequel, but it's got some really great moments in that film, like when he's using the camera to kill the zombie. Oh yeah, yeah. So your perspective is just the screen going down and smashing against the zombie. Really fun, really uh, fun stuff like that, and I enjoy uh, found footage. Uh, films um, done right yeah i mean it all started with really it all started with blair witch oh yeah which that's on my list of things to watch yeah we can sit down and watch that i heard the remake of it here recently was not good yeah uh but yeah no i could i could feel you the found footage stuff was really big for a while then dropped off like because you know what cloverfield brought it back to life yeah and then it just kind of rained from there you Mm -hmm. know uh, a horror horror franchise a horror creature that really doesn't get good, like have justice done in media, where it's not really done in a, a scary way. Mummies, yeah, used to no. be like one of the big horror uh, horror creatures back in like the four, the four, the fifties and sixties, and now. I mean, don't get me wrong. The Brandon F- Fraser films are phenomenal. Oh, uh, the last one. <laughs> but uh, well, th- uh, yeah, not not the Tom Cruise film. Well, no, I'm talking. They brought back Brandon Fraser. A while back for the one that was like the chinese mummies yeah and that was bad bad uh, i guess i never yeah you don't need to to. (laughs) but no i agree with you because they used to be so prominent yeah and and then now whenever they do it i cannot think of any anything in modern time that's like done a scary mummy because they couldn't they they nailed it back in the day and then they came back in the 90s and they they didn't think it was going to be as big as it was, and it became massive. That movie did so good that you got it did so good that they remodeled fucking amusement parks all over the world to add the mummy rides, yeah. and it, it may have put Brendan Fraser on the fucking map. Oh, yeah. well, and they it started had- the Rock's fucking movie career. Yeah, yeah. the yeah, Rock in the Scorpion King movie or the Mummy Returns, the second movie, he he had barely he had one scene where it wasn't CG him. 
and it was at the beginning where it showed the origin of mm-hmm. him. And yeah. the reason his career blew up after that is because he was sick as shit the one day they needed him. And he fucking stayed and he busted his ass. And the director was like, you're amazing. I want to make another movie with you. And they made the Scorpion King movie because yeah. of that. And then it's all history from there because he's now like the biggest paid fucking actor. Yeah, he is and, currently the most. But they nailed it with that. And then they, they couldn't ever capture that again. And they tried again with the Tom Cruise shit. And it just wasn't. I don't know if it's because they swapped it. Like they went with the female zombie, well, so, or not zombie mummy. It yeah. just like it just didn't feel. So the thing with the Tom Cruise movie was that they weren't so focused on the mummy aspect the universe. of the film. They were focused on the universe because it was supposed to bring back the universal monsters. Yeah, because they want because what's his face was playing Jekyll and Hyde. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. what's his in there? And like I would, I really was hoping that it would go well because I fucking love the Universal monsters. Oh yeah. Uh, the original Wolfman, which the the Wolfman remake a while back was good. I liked mm-hmm. it when they had him all chained up and he's fucking does that scary ass scene where like none of them believe he's a werewolf. They think he's psychotic, and they have him in front of all these therapists and they're all making a big like expo of it. And he's just uh-huh. like in those chains and he's like, I will kill all of you and his bones start breaking in his body and he starts shifting mm-hmm. the look on all those fucking therapists asses when he starts turning into a werewolf in that chair that movie was good but like i was hoping that they could revive the universal monsters i was hoping it would go good i wasn't mm-hmm. super happy that tom cruise was going to be like the pillar penultimate character i don't mind i mean i do like tom cruise world of the worlds is one of my favorite sci-fi flicks Ooh. i like it Hot i think it's take. a great movie I disagree. I enjoyed. I enjoyed that the Tom Cruise remake as well. Uh, I thought. I thought I it didn't. I because uh, to me it didn't capture the War of the Worlds. In fairness, you know. it was my first time seeing World War of the Worlds, but I still. I, I think made them look. I think that made that invasion look horrifying. Oh yeah. Uh, but like, I wasn't super stoked that that's who they were going to lean on for. But I just wanted to see what they would do with the rest. I want to see who's going to play Dracula, and like, yeah. they're doing the Universal Monsters. Does that mean I'm going to get a Gilman movie, the Creature of the Black Lagoon. Is he finally going to get a big movie outside of black and white? I mean, where does it stop? Am I going to get the Invisible Man? Am I going to get like, right, well, what all are you going to bring into it? Yeah, and now I'll it. never fucking know yeah. <laughs> until somebody the else. Last tries time again. some of these characters got a movie was League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Which Wait. is technically leans into like the graphic novel thing, yeah. which is technically they're they're those aren't even really the universal monsters. Those are more of like the classic like, literature, like literature novels. Because yeah. you got uh, Gray, you got the guy with his portrait that ages, yeah, but Dorian he does not Dorian Gray. You got Jekyll yeah. and Hyde, and like yeah. and then like the, that. before that, the last one I think they were all in was that eighties movie where they all it was a kids horror. Film. That wasn't Universal Monsters either. That was Kmart Universal Monsters. That was the Monster Squad. Yeah, that is a fucking phenomenal movie. <laughs> that movie will make you sad as a grown ass adult. Yeah, when you're watching it at the end and they fucking manage to fucking send the fucking all the monsters back into the fucking fucking the veil. God, why am I uh purgatory and frankenstein's monster is getting sucked up and he's the good guy in the flick he was their friend and everything and he it's so sad because he's sitting there holding on the little girl loves him and he's holding on and she he's 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 basically like looking at her like you gotta let go or it's gonna take you too and he lets go and she throws him the bear and he's like bye phoebe bye and he's gone he is stuck there with dracula and all those other assholes that hate him for the rest of forever and you're just like oof (laughs) <laughs> that's the movie where you found out Wolfman does in fact have nards <laughs> it's a great yeah, flick uh, we're, we're probably another like at this point it'll probably be another decade before anybody starts considering another 
series. Yeah, they probably could have done it too if they would have just slow build instead of be like, we're gonna do it, we're gonna make the universe like yeah. Avengers, but monsters. Well, Everybody wants to do the Avengers thing, but they'd want to rush it. Well, they don't and to be to fair, in slow. defense of Universal for that, Universal had it before Marvel did. They did, but like that's like that shouldn't your driving force shouldn't be you want to make a big yeah. The, you want to build the big universe and make the big like we're gonna tie them all together movie. You need to build the movie first. Yeah. Because you gotta think when they made Iron Man, they didn't think that they were gonna get all of this. <laughs> they were like, we're gonna make a good Iron Man movie. We're gonna make a comic book movie that doesn't suck, and we'll throw in a little thing at the end just like to hope to grease the will. They uh, didn't think that they didn't think that like we're gonna make this movie. And then Sony is going to let us use Spider-Man because they have to. And then we're going to get the X-Men. We're going to buy Fox. And we're going to put them all together. They, that wasn't the idea. Yeah. And that first movie was so goddamn good. But then there is Marvel movies that get hurt. We are diving way too far away from the paranormal. But I digress. Brandon? Uh, yeah. Favorite monsters? So when it comes to vampires, uh, my as far as like my favorite type of vampire, I think, would go to the uh, I Am Legend Vampire? Are you classify those as vampires? Those are technically vampires. Now, I, I'm, I'll give you that. I've never known what. Yeah, they are. It, it's because I know the book is drastically different. From yeah, the movie. In, especially in the book, you can tell that they are vampires, but they're also like the next step in evolution of humans. So then the book asks the question: Who is really the monster? Is it the is it the vampires or is it the last human? And he, he it whole moral dichotomy. It's it's very interesting. That movie is moving no it is it's great yeah. and yeah. i know will smith's a hot topic right now and yeah. everything but i, I do think movie. the book is much better but again it's more of a moral question than the movie is uh but as far as my favorite vampire movie though it's probably interview with a vampire i had not watched that till like what would you say like a year ago it was the first time i ever watched it first of all i absolutely love i do love tom cruise i do i just give him shit yeah. but i love tom cruise and fuck do I love Brad Pitt. Oh, I know. And those two together in that film is phenomenal. And let's talk about one of the only movies where Kirsten Dunst is tolerable. Yeah. Well, and nothing with that She movie. is an amazing child actor. Unfortunately, like, it stopped there because I could not oh. stand her as Mary Jane. Mm -hmm. She was just an unhappy human being so, in those movies. One interesting with that film, too, if you watch it, there is no CGI in that entire film. That entire film is all practical effects. It's a great flick. It still holds up to this day. It's another one of those heart-wrenching movies, though. Like It's just mm -hmm. like it, it's sad in so many parts, and then Tom Cruise plays the perfect asshole. And oh, then you yeah. got the follow-up movie, which was such a shame that so, they could not get him to come back and play himself and see, at least. They skipped some. They skipped the book in between. Yeah. So in Anne Rice's books, it starts with Interview with a Vampire, then Vampire Lestat, then Vamp, and then uh, oh, good grief! I'm trying to think of the name of the it's movie. Something too, where the, where, Queen of the Queen of the yeah, Queen of the Dam. There you go. So the vampire Lestat is the same story as Interview with the Vampire, but through Lestat's but, eyes. Yeah, but from Lestat. I would have loved to see that movie oh, with Tom Cruise. Oh, that would have been so good. It would have. He killed it. I like I said, I was, it was so sad that they couldn't get him to come back for Queen of the Damned too. That oh, movie would have been just so much better if he but, was in it. Because that's the thing that when Queen of the Damned came out, that was like the height of grim, dark movie telling. That's when all you know. That's when all superhero movies that were coming out was grim, dark. You know, like the original X Men flicks. It, yeah, back when studios said we can't put them in their blue and orange jump or blue and yellow jumpsuits, nobody will ever buy that. Yeah, fast forward like 15 years later, they're in their blue and yellow jumpsuits, and everybody's buying that. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, it's like every movie that came out, the color palette was gray, black, and blue. Oh, yeah, Matrix. The Matrix set the premise. 
Oh, you know? yeah. Everybody was like, oh, they got to be in leather. So what about zombie film? For zombie films, I got to go with Logan and say the remake of uh, Dawn of the Dead. Like, that movie is just so good. Honestly, I've got to agree. That, yeah. yeah. It's a fantastic movie. First and foremost, you have... He... It's... Uh, what's his name? It's uh, the guy that did the movie... Uh, the the uh, I know his name Snyder Snyder's yeah. who that is Snyder is the king of opening music based oh. montages oh yeah well like he kills that, that movie ten Zack Snyder yeah, yeah Zach, the Zach, first Zach ten movie minutes of that movie is so horrifying when you're following that nurse as she gets home and then yeah and then it starts playing Johnny Cash yeah it starts playing and Johnny shows Cash. the world unravel yeah, yeah it's like everything's normal then all of a sudden. Holy fuck, what happened? Yeah. He, and he's the king of that. Like, he can do that with a good song and just, and, and he just murders it. Like, he yeah. does the montage in a song. He does it twice in that movie. Mm-hmm. He does it with uh, the Johnny Cash song at the beginning and the intro. And he does it with Richard Cheese's yeah. Down with the Sickness yeah. halfway through. Love them both. And then he comes back, uh, uh, the new movie he just did, uh, City of the Dead, or what is it? The, oh, the yeah. one that's on Netflix. Uh, yeah, the, it's on Netflix. I've I've been to watch. Yeah, it. the one with the thieves. I yeah, is it, it the yeah. Dave Batista film? Yeah, is it City of the Dead? Yeah, I think it's, it's the City one in Las Dead. Vegas. It is City of the Dead. I, I don't want to mess yeah, it up. It's like about a that. heist zombie film. But it, I love that movie. Uh, it's it that. raises so many questions because there's 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 a lot of yeah. weird shit going on in that movie that like it raises so many questions. And they're about to Netflix is about to put out an animated show about it called oh, Lost Vegas. <laughs> uh, but like he does it in that movie too, musical number showing what happened to Las Vegas day one. And, like, it's outstanding. And, like, not to ruin it for you guys, because it's something we should watch, but there is weird shit all throughout this movie. Like, it's kind of like, well, this is going to bring us back to our thing. It's going to bring us back to Hill House, because there is shit going on in the background that if you miss, it'll blow your mind when you go back and see a scene on YouTube or something that this was there. Because you got this zombie movie that starts via military accident, like a convoy that's being escorted somewhere, Mm -hmm. uh, flipping over and something getting out, and and the, the zombie, first zombie gets out and spreads it. Now, like, you watch all this, and, like, when I was watching it the first time with Kayla, they, like, there's a scene where all these zombies are swarming in the casino, and you see this, this that, like, hints to that scene in the trailer. Uh, you see a zombie get shot in the face, and sparks fly out of its head. And then you see another zombie in another scene, and these are all just normal zombies, its eyes are glowing blue. Right? And you're, and I was just like, what the fuck? That was weird. And then I go back after I watch this movie, and I just like I, it hits me. I think about it, and I type it in YouTube. Like, what's going on with this? And then they're like, "You think this is weird? Did you catch this?" And it shows the convoy at the beginning, right? Uh-huh. As it's leaving the military compound, there's three lights in the sky in the middle of the night. And as the convoy goes to leave, these three lights just fly off in different directions, and they're gone, like UFOs. Huh? And then they're like, "You thought that zombie that got shot in the face is weird? How about this zombie that gets shot in the face, and you clearly see a metal frame?" Huh. in it but they're they're all the other zombies are organic but here and every now and then there'll be one blow, glowing blue eyes and there'll be one that gets shot and sparks fly out of it and then you got this alien shit and like just like weird shit sprinkled all throughout this movie and you're like what the fuck is going on yeah. and you just want to know more about this world and then they're like we're gonna do an animated movie and we've got another movie coming up that's a movie about this character that was in this movie before the zombie ep- epidemic it's the safe cracker guy and it's a movie about his origin and you're like what's going on with this universe <laughs> and i'll tell you what the fucking safe cracker movie that was like the prequel to it before yeah. the zombies 
fucking outstanding. <laughs> and it was just weird. But yeah, I'm going with Dawn Dead. But I'm also going with like Snyder fucking just kills. Well, that's with it. Them. It yeah. sounds like they are slow building. Just this crazy ass universe. world. But uh, that circles back to Hill House. Oh yeah, I like after you you pre warning us about watching stuff in the background. I hardly pay attention to what's going on in the foreground. There's so much spooky shit that's going on in the background. But like the we watched the first two episodes, which it's it's a slow burn, but it's not a slow burn because there is a lot of creepy throughout it. Yeah, and it's not even just like the paranormal creepy of it. It's the overall tone of it, like the dealing with like death and family and like the 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 funeral home oh, yeah. all on its own. Like let's let's circle back to it. Like like I'd like to know what like your guys's feels your feel are your feelings towards it are. I mean, generally, and I mean we're only two episodes in, so it's doing what it's supposed to do. It's left me with a lot of questions. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to see more. Uh, like I said, it's hard to pay attention to what's going on in the foreground because I'm looking so closely in the background for anything that's like hidden and spooky. Uh, but yeah, it's a uh, man. It's a trip. Just the ending of that first episode. Oh, you talking about yeah, terrifying. yeah? Because you get, you get this whole episode, and like you're you're going back and forth. You're going to you're starting off with the family uh, when all the kids, this family of big kids, uh, they're all just getting settled into the house, and you're seeing this family, and you're seeing their interactions with each other, and they're clearly a close knit family yeah. at this point. Like the dad is awesome. Every scene you see with him when he's old and young, he's great. Oh yeah. Uh, and the kids love him when they're clearly when they're little, and you know what you understand clearly. And all the kids seem to get along, and then it does like a cut into the it's to the present time, and it seems like almost every one of them fucking hate each other, and they all fucking hate dad. Oh. And you're like you're like what you're you're like what's going on? And then you got Nell calling and everybody ignoring her. And you're seeing like she's having a mental breakdown. You're like, what is wrong with these people? And you're just kind of getting a split. You're getting you're getting spoon fed. Like, oh yeah. You're you're knowing something had to go down to drive them all apart. And you they kind of let you know like mom died. And you're like, okay. And you get a little bit more and more as you go on. But it's just like it makes you want more because you want to know why is everybody being hate dad so much? Because even when they show dad as he's older, he's still like as soon as he gets that call from Nell. Oh yeah, he fucking oh, yeah. stops what he's doing. I mean, albeit he's sleeping in his bed and like creepy shit was going on in his bed. <laughs> yeah. He fucking got up and he called his son that he knows hates him, told him what to do. You need to get your sister. And he's like, "I'm coming, Nell. I'm coming." And like he dropped everything he was doing to go to that girl when nobody else could bother to pick up the fucking phone and talk to her. Yeah, all he had to do was get a phone call, and he was on his way. Now that's a fucking good dad. Especially in a series like where, like I said, I've talked about multiple times before, dads always get a bad rap in horror movies. Like, they always do. They're always the, like, most skeptic and, like, the get-over-it type thing. But that's not the case with them. Oh, yeah. And the one to snap. Yeah. But, like, yeah, I'm with you. That ending scene where the older brother gets home <laughs> and he finds his dr- the brother that everybody doesn't talk to anymore because he had a drug problem walking down his stairs with his oh. his 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 iPad yeah. and his camera in his hand and the iPad. <laughs> and he's like he's so disappointed at this point in time but he's so used to it to where he's like listen and he's he's a famous author at this point he's like listen you can't have the iPad you can keep the camera and hawk it but give me my iPad I'll pay you for it and he gives him 200 bucks just to keep his own property and his brother fucking leaves mm-hmm. 
And he's like, and he's already dealt with this on this on the way home. He already dealt with his father calling him, telling him that Nell's gonna be going to his house, which isn't his house anymore because clearly he's going through a divorce or something. Yeah. Uh, and he walk gets up to his door, and of course his door's kicked in because his brother just broke in there to steal shit. And he gets in there, and there's Nell just sitting in the corner, and he starts bitching at Nell. Yeah. He's like, listen, like you just Jesus, Nell, you scared me. You know, you just sat there and watched him steal my shit. <laughs> he's like, oh, real, real nice. How'd you even get the address? And he's just talking shit to her. Doesn't even bother to say hi or what's going on. Like, he just starts talking shit to her. Because that's what the family's at right now. It seems like nobody likes anybody except for uh, the, the, two shi- the two sisters. Yeah. Uh, and uh, he's talking shit to her. And he answers the phone. And his dad and it's breaking up. And he's, he's like, it's Nell. And he's like, yeah, dad, I know. She's, and he keeps trying to say that she's here to his dad. But his dad keeps going. And then it hits you with that dialogue. His dad's phone call clears up. And she's like... She's dead. And he's like, what? And this is the skeptic. This is the paranormal author brother that just got done dressing down one of his fans at a house he was researching saying that he's never seen anything. And he doubts it. And he's like, what do you mean she's... And he turns around and she's right up in his fucking grill and her face just drops like she's trying to scream and it her just goes corpsey looking. And he falls on his ass, you know? Uh-huh. And is just terrified and that is just that's the end of the first episode and you're just like fuck you know what i would like to see in a horror film a ghost, a ghost film specifically and non-comedy i would like to see somebody swing on the ghost just take a pot shot and it does not land yeah like especially like at that moment where she ends up in his face like everybody has a a certain response. Some people it's to immediately run. Some people it's to immediately swing. We see funny videos on the internet all the time of like somebody popping out of a trash can and getting decked and getting punched in the face. I would I genuinely like to start seeing like some some stuff where someone's first response is to swing on the ghost, and then how terrifying it would be after that to know that you did like you it didn't work. Yeah. Because, uh, like I said, every time we see it, we always see people frozen in terror or jumping back and running away. But we never see the other side of that response. I'm sure, there's got to be something out there, but there's nothing that comes to mind for sure. The only thing that comes to mind is scary movie. But yeah, the first episode, like I said, killed it. We got to see stuff. We got to see glimpses of the bent neck lady yep. was haunting Nell as a child, and like the weird shit happening in the houses, the big house while they were kids and everything. And clearly, the fucking. Uh, the scene I, I can't remember if it's episode one or two where it woke up like it showed dad waking up the oldest son in the middle oh, of the yeah. night oh, that yeah. would be close your eyes terrifying. don't look your dad comes in your room in the middle of the night and wakes you up and is like listen he locks the, the he, first episode he locks the door and he's like listen he's like well, i'm gonna take you out here and you have to be quiet and you have to promise me you keep your eyes closed and he's like what's going on he's like no you have to promise me and keep your eyes closed and then he hears something coming down the stairs or walking down the hallway and he just slowly locks the door and you just watch that doorknob yeah just like three or four goes and backs and forth and dad listens to it leave and he's just like it's like okay we're gonna go don't look don't look that little bastard looks of course uh-huh. but he just he just runs and like i made a joke we we're watching it i was like hey at least you know who's the favorite because dad came and got you <laughs> first and find out he's but the then they get to the car and every one of his siblings are already in the car. And I was like, never mind. <laughs> Clearly, there was a pecking ladder, a pecking order, and you were at the very fucking bottom of it. He's like, he's the oldest. He'll make it. He's fine. I, so you think how many trips dad had to make oh, in that yeah. terrifying situation? Well, now, And how many times he had to give that speech to a kid that night? Well, also, 
Bigger, like, okay, so that leaves questions like, okay, why did she not check a room until he was in the room? Like, big fucking house. That's a big yeah, fucking house. Big right, house. But all the kids are down the same hall. I just, I, 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 I want to see what, and maybe they'll show it, but I want to see, like, what, what led up to him making that decision to do that. Like, yeah. what was going on? What was his interaction with her, or what was her behavior well, and that made him? We've both seen the Liam Neeson film and the original 1950s. Yeah, but this is. Let me tell you, this is nothing this is, like her. This really. has no similarity in story. In that, in the, those, they bring a group. Well, first of all, the Liam Neeson film specifically, they're nothing doing like a uh, psychic study type. Yeah, bullshit. they're doing a fake paranormal investigation to do a study on the people they brought. Uh, in the original 1950s film, they're paranormal investigators investigating. Yeah, the this is this is this is just about this the is a family. family's experience in a house. This is loosely based. This is inspired, I should say, by yeah. that other ha- that that original haunting. But uh, this is like those films. Like knowing anything about those films has nothing to do with what but, we know. Well, because because uh, I know that they took some of the scenes, like when Nell was doing the ballroom dancing through the house yeah no, that was in the both yeah. of the original film and that will they, they will do little nods like yeah. that and stuff but that is about as far as it goes as far as correlation between those films yeah but there was other great scenes in like the second episode like the the whole story arc with the kittens was completely fucked oh yeah oh yeah uh when that fucking bug crawled out of the the correlation between the bug no she's not dead she's not yeah, the, alive. The, yeah, and then oh. that bug crawls out of that kitten's mouth and then it circles back to later where she's autopsying her own fucking sister. Yeah. And in her she sees that shit again, but her sister's mouth is just so fucked. And then like she goes to turn off the lights in there because she's like, clearly I've had enough. I'm seeing shit. Yeah. And when she turns that light off, that second fucking table has a body on it all of a sudden. And it sits up and it's just like there's just that right that right beam of light from the cracked door hits mom's face, like half of mom's face, and she's just sitting there staring at her and she smiles. And she has that box that the yeah. fucking cats were buried in in her hands. It's just, fuck, it's haunting. Which you would think, based on their interactions as children, to re-experience this stuff, they would fucking talk about it. Especially... The- well, you gotta think, though. They, they all, like, the haunting crap, like, some of them said they saw stuff and everything, but it all circles back to, like, mo- them all saying that mom had mental health issues so you gotta think if that happens to you and your mom has mental health issues you're gonna be thinking like i'm nuts i have whatever poisoned my mom's brain i probably have it too and then like you're just like you don't want to talk about it because people are gonna be like oh you're a nutbag like your mother Mm -hmm. and you're just like you just kind of keep it to yourself not to mention who you're gonna talk to because in that thing she clearly was fighting with her husband yeah she doesn't want to talk to any of her siblings about it, even the one that she's relatively close with. They both have very different opinions and everything. Yeah. And everything. It's just like, ugh, it's just rough. It's a, it's a great show, and I can't wait to watch more episodes with y'all. Yeah, I know. I'm excited to check more of it out. Yeah. But uh, like I said, we got, we got two episodes into that, I think. I mean, really, we we'll probably should wrap up around now. But like I said, we'll get get ready. We'll be doing this more often. We'll after we all have a cycle through our storytelling. We'll go me, then Brandon or Bose and Matt, and then we will do a chiller filler episode. Just kind of touch base with the guys, um, see if anything changes. Because like as we do research stuff, everybody's ideal 
results are going to change because you'll read cases where you're like, oh, there's no way this isn't real. And then you'll read cases where you're like, oh, this, this had to be bullshit <laughs> or this is clearly folklore and this, this could be real. Mm-hmm. And it, it will, it will change our opinions over time. And like, also while we're doing this, we will be diving into pop culture and media that circles around our subjects. I know we dabbled off here a little bit where we start talking about like superhero flicks and stuff, but like <laughs> we are, we are taking in more. Like I said, I am a huge horror fan. I've never watched the original or the Amityville horror movie, the 1978 one. And I watched it because of just this, like we're talking about it and everything. So I wanted to, I wanted to dive into it. And I think uh, chiller filler will be a great way just to get that vibe of the whole group and talk about it oh, yeah. and also give our fans a break from, the actual stories and just listen out, you know? So, uh, this was Logan, uh, the United States of paranormal podcast. I'll be signing off. Uh, it's Matt Frisbee. Bose. Thanks for taking a ride with us on the creepy highway of the United States. Catch y'all later. To support other golden mojo entertainment productions, check out golden image podcast, the call guys, and Murd Nerds wherever you enjoy listening to podcasts. To see photos and find new episodes of the United States of Paranormal, follow us on our social media, Twitter at T-U-S-O-P-P-O-D or Instagram at the United States of Paranormal and Facebook, the United States of Paranormal. If you have a place that you'd like us to look into, or would like to share your spooky story that we can read on the air, please email us at the United States of Paranormal at gmail.com.